Kansas, Rule of Capture, and Failed State. And uh, you can find more about me and my work at ChristopherBrown.com. This is the continuing episode of a series with Christopher Brown, author of Gonzo Lyrely Science Fiction. Now, what types of readers are attracted to a Chris Brown book? Well, I, I like to think a pretty diverse set of readers. You know, my work tries to be both fun and adventurous and kind of hitting genre power chords, whether it's kind of adventure fiction power chords in a book like Tropic of Kansas or legal fiction power chords in a book like Rule of Capture or kind of utopian post-apocalyptic power chords and something like failed state. But it also tries to be, you know, uh, rich in a literary sense. I mean, it kind of starts for me with the language and the voice. And the books tend to read to people as being very, like, thoroughly or heavily or tightly plotted. But that's only through a lot of kind of trial and error and effort because I, I don't I start with a kind of character driven story, right? I just kind of start with the character in a general situation and maybe an idea of the ending I want to get to, hmm. and I have to kind of find my way there. So, so I think it's you know readers who are uh, who want a character driven book with that marries. The sense of wonder and the, and even maybe some of the sublime excitement of science fiction, but that you know element of the fantastic of science fiction, with a kind of gritty realism that sort of really is putting a mirror up to real life and and trying to tell the truth. I like to say that in my books I'm trying to use the tools of science fiction and speculative fiction to tell truths about the real world that so-called social realism or other modes of more traditional realism cannot, hmm. right? By kind of kind of using that funhouse mirror. And so people who were excited by that, and yeah, and I think people who are looking for a kind of repeat experience from things they've read before might not find that this is what they're looking for because I'm trying to like never repeat myself and trying to do something fresh. I don't know. I find a pretty diverse array of people seem to connect with the books. Do you attract people who are of a certain kind of... Um like, are they politically interested? You mentioned lo- the legal interested and ecology interested. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we I do things that touch on a lot of those interests. So yeah, I mean, I, I think I've developed. I mean, obviously, these last two books are a lawyer story at their heart, and so lawyers and people who love courtroom dramas and legal thrillers, I think they like those books and. Uh, all three of the books grapple deeply with ecological themes in a kind of deep way and probably qualify as cli-fi or, you know. Cli-fi? Yeah, you haven't, you haven't come across that term? No, what's that? Climate fiction. Oh, there we go. Right? Okay. Or 
science fiction about climatic themes, oh, right? On. One of the things that excites me about science fiction as a genre is that, that you know, the idea that it's the literature of ideas and that you can write character-driven fiction but also have it, you know, using uh, some kind of counterfactual or setup or alteration of some aspect of the world to explore the bounds of the possible, right? And so I think people who want to engage with ideas through fiction, that more than anything, that would be like the kind of core reader of my books. Nice. Somebody who wants a book to do both of those things. And so like Rule of Capture, as an example, it's a legal thriller. It follows all the kind of rules of a courtroom drama. They go to court, they tell the story often through the weird, like, interrogatory, one layer of narrative remove of people giving testimony and the lawyers talking to the judges and all that stuff. But whereas most kind of conventional, you know, you're like Michael Connolly or John Grisham or Scott Chirot legal thrillers, they're mostly about the facts. They're kind of about the, the uncovery of the truth of the crime or whatever is the case that's the subject of the story. Rule of Capture is also about the law itself, and the, that's the idea part. And it's kind of like imagining, you know, like interrogating the whole legal system along the way, as well as telling that story about the case. Hmm. It's about a criminal case in a world where the clients of the lawyer are all guilty. It's the laws that are unjust, right? So okay. that's the kind of idea-driven subversion I'm playing with there. That's an example. How do you fill in the blanks of the following statement? If if you enjoy reading authors XYZ or movies XYZ or play video games XYZ, then you're going to love the books I write. That's a great question. I mean, I, I there are a lot of ways I could answer it. I would say, you know, probably the biggest influences that show up are, let's just say, the cyberpunks. Oh, you know, right. William Gibson, Bruce Sterling... Pat Cadigan, Eileen Gunn, people like that. People who are kind of of that school, maybe kind of put that all in a group. So like the cyberpunks, J.G. Ballard, the English science fiction writer who's kind of transcended the genre in his later years. And then, you know, there's a strong, you know, influence of women writers. The kind of the trifecta for me would probably be like Joan Didion, Octavia Butler, and Ursula K. Le Guin. To layer on to it, I mean, there's a heavy, like, Hunter S. Thompson, you know, that gonzo thing. At least right. I hadn't ever really thought about that much until somewhat recently when my editor remarked on that. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. I even spent an evening uh, hanging out with Hunter S. Thompson when I was younger. So maybe wow. that, that kind of got into my head. But. However you found Sci-Fi Thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review, even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. 
We've got goodies in the show notes. So you can just crack open your podcast player and tap on this episode and you will see goodies such as links to Christopher Brown's website. You don't know what show notes are or how to find them? If you're not using a podcast player, just go back to the website where you downloaded this MP3 and there you will see the notes for the show. Next episode, more Christopher Brown. So you met Hunter ILS Thompson. Was that maybe the inciting thing that you and caused you and your friend after the Road Warriors? That set the conditions for Road Warriors to trigger that? No, it was like, <laughs> I, it was like right after I got back from that trip, uh, I got to interview him when he was talking on campus. And I went to meet him at the airport. The deal was I was just going to like ride with, interview him in the taxi when they took him from the airport. But the people from the Speakers Bureau did not show up. 